Top, top, top of the morning, the afternoon, and the evening to you, whoever you may be, wherever you may be watching, looking, or listening. It's your boy, Ammo. Trapping out of Ando. Boop, boop, boop. You know what I'm me with your big baby. And welcome to Wayne's Rush, my middle name. Uh, we have a guest or two with us today, guys. Uh, if you would do me a favor and stand to your feet. And I said, I ain't they, can't, about, they can't hear if I I'm not talking about neither one of y'all, though. I'm talking to the people listening. Okay, I'm trying to introduce y'all, but you messing it up. <laughs> Dang. So like I was saying, y'all, if y'all would stand to your feet and y'all get that. Y'all remember from Wolf on Wall Street? Anyway. Okay. Well, good, because you don't need to watch that movie, no way. But anyway, we would like to welcome the one, the only, the incomparable, often imitated, never duplicated, Danielle Clara Moore. Hi. We love you. I'm done. (laughs) Oh, calm down, guys. Calm down. Hey, where do people come from? That's crazy. And then we have the illustrious, the industrious, the brown sugar herself. Chicka chicka bang bang. Maya Miyamo, you on time at? Say what's up to the folks, huh? Hi. Yeah, you on time at? So I have my wife and my daughter with me today because uh, we are talking about them sisters today. That soul sister, beautiful black little sisters. You on time at? I hated that dumb song. But anyway. <laughs> Uh, and last week, for those of you who are returning back, all the Wayne action tonight, uh, y'all know we talked about brothers, brothers, my brothers, my brothers, my black brothers, African brothers, kings, brothers. Uh, so, yeah, so we talked about y'all last week. This week is dedicated to them sisters, you know what I'm talking about? And so what I want to do is bring in a sister and a half, you know what I'm talking about? Because somebody's not, you know, she ain't a woman. So she's kind of half. She halfway there. You know what I'm talking about? So uh, just wanted to get some misconceptions of the black woman in today's society. And, you know, just get it from her perspective. Danielle did not grow up in the hood. She is not a thug. Not by any means. She got beat up when she was younger. When I was like four, everybody She was not four, bro. <laughs> Don't let her gas you. She got jumped by these two sisters and they did the Business on her, kid folks. No, they really didn't. Okay. <laughs> okay. We're not going to see here, Catholic. All right. <sighs> yeah, they did it here, bro. She went home. My daddy was like, You let them beat you up? <laughs> like, yeah, it was a whole deal. It was a whole ordeal. But anyway, so yeah, we're going to talk about the sisters this week. And, um, you know what I'm saying? Just get, get, get Danny's perspective, old Dan Frank herself. And, uh, you know, I'm going to get my little two cents, kid folk. And we're going to do what we do. So. I just want to uh, give a special shout out to, like I said, all the Waniacs, the people who listen faithfully every week, who listen, who share, who subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, you know what I'm saying? All the people who have been in communication about, about um, you know, giving me info, you know, because I'm thinking about adding in another um, segment or just a listener segment where, you know, you leave a voice memo and then we put it into the show, essentially. So, for all of those, I appreciate you. And for all of those who are coming back, who are, well, not coming back. See, 
See how I do when I have to do stuff multiple times? For all of you who are new, all of the people who are new, welcome. And you come on back around now, yeah? Yeah? What's my, my phone locked up. But anyway, we're going to take a break, guys. And when we come back, we're going to get right into you going to get these sports. You know what I'm talking about? Hi, bruh. And we back, and we back, and yeah. Uh, yeah. This ain't no intro. This that entree. Did that intro with Kanye. And sound like Andre. Trying to turn my baby mama to my fiance. You know what I'm talking about? I did that, bro. I ain't no fiancés right here no more, Ken Fold. I was married now. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> Shout out to that boy Chance. You know what I'm talking about? Long way, Ken Fold. Out the mud with it. You know what I'm talking about? Boy got married out the mud. You know what I'm talking about? Jumped off the porch. Sat on the stoop. You know what I'm talking about? Shot a couple people, and then I came back. You know what I'm talking about? Came, you know what I'm saying? I came a long way from the trap. Anyway, welcome back. You know what I'm talking about? And so we're going to get into you and get these sports, bro. And so as a lot of you are aware, they have shut down everything. The sports are no more. Somebody over smelling my hand. I was trying not to laugh. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't shut down every sport known to man. Uh... And it's, you know, it's unfortunate because, you know, sports are fun. But, you know, it is what it is. Can folk, you know what I'm talking about? And so I just think it's interesting that they shut down basketball, right? Like, you know, Rudy Gobert and, you know, for the background, the big thing at first was people were saying that black people couldn't get the Corona Rita virus. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. <laughs> so that's what they were saying. And I'm like, okay, that's what's up. Melanin, go melanin. Yay. You know what I'm saying? Well, that was a lie. Apparently our melanin ain't good for nothing, but you know, <laughs> blocking blocking sun. Okay? You know what I'm saying? Black people Oh, so now it ain't just black people. We just, yeah, we just, African. we're just the dogs of the earth, and Africans are the original man. Okay, whatever. That's garbage. But yeah, so <laughs> you know, so at first they were saying black people, you know what I'm saying? And so when Rudy Gobert got it for the Utah Jazz, I was like, bet he French, he don't count. And then <laughs> Donovan Mitchell got it, and that's Negro. So I was like, oh yeah, we suck again. You know what I'm saying? But I just think it's interesting, man, because. You see how how much sports impact the world. You know what I'm saying? You have March Madness. You know, baseball was starting in a couple of weeks. You know, there was 15 to 19 games left in the NBA season before the playoffs started. Um, I mean, you name it, people are canceling this. Kids are out. For, you know, kids are getting elongated uh, spring breaks. Football is the only thing that's not necessarily been affected because, I mean, to draft people, typically you've already scouted everybody. And to actual, actually do the draft coming up, now you, now people are having pro days still. If, we, if, we, if you don't know what a pro day is, they have the NFL Combine. Y'all know what that is? Yeah. The NFL Combine is where you take all the top athletes or whatever, that just play college and you send them through a series of tests 
in drills to see how good they are, how high they jump, how fast they run, how, how good they run routes. And then the teams give them a grade based off of that to then be able to draft them, right? So if you don't go to the, to the combine or if you don't do well at the combine, team, college uh, teams then have pro days. And it's just for, the te- for your school. And so then you go through the same type of drills and it counts just the same as if you did the combine. But a lot of the times it may hold more weight because if you didn't go to the combine and then you do bad at your pro day, it'll drop, drop your draft stock. So, um, so some teams may not be able to do the actual pro day because when you do your pro day, all of the media is there to watch you. And so if there's nobody there, then essentially you're going to be sending tapes out to people. It just becomes a big hassle and ordeal. And so that just goes to show you how one small thing can make such a big, cause such a big issue and uproar in, your, in, in America or the world for that matter. And so I just say, you know, it's, it's unfortunate, but I think it's, it's necessary. You know what I'm saying? Like, Better safe than sorry. If, if you know, you know, you got your conspiracy theorists and all that stuff, and that's fine. But if at the end of the day it, it stops, you know, my children from getting it or my wife from getting it, then if we need to quarantine for a little bit, then that's fine. But I, I, the only issue I have with it is how with all of the modern medicine we got that we can't stop some of the richest people in the world from from getting getting the flu essentially. Right. That's just weird, and it's stupid, and it's dumb. But anyway, um, I guess on these, on you gonna get these sports today. I just, I, I don't typically end it like this, but I'll just end it by saying, black people, we blew again. We, okay. we could get, we could, <laughs> we could get this too. What a bummer. Uh, when we come back, we are gonna get into the meat of that thing. You know, come back. Yes. Yeah. You know what I'm You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm they they come along with it. They you know they ain't getting it just yet, but they gon' they gonna get it. Give you know us some saying? time. We got it. All right. All right. <laughs> you just gonna say something every time I say something. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and, and we come back. you will have a lot more to say. We're gonna actually kick it off with her. You know, I'm gonna ask her some questions and let her answer it. And so we'll get into it. You know what I'm talking about? Yeet. Yeah. that most black women are kind of clout chasers or they're they're looking for they cover up wanting stability in the name of or they cover up being a gold digger in the name of wanting stability meaning the dude pull up in the Hyundai he don't get no play you pull up in the Rose or the Lambo, your mind automatically will tell you that he's worth more of your time. And obviously, we're not talking about every black woman, but we're talking about typically. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can't tell me, you can't not, you cannot tell me that if I pull up in in the Rose, that it ain't gonna make you be like, okay, what are you talking about? Versus me pulling up in a Hyundai Elantra. I mean, honestly, if you want to be honest, I don't care what you pull up in. 
<laughs> I'm like, I, I know you don't it. believe it, but I'm just. This is just from my point of view. I don't care what you pull That's up. That's what in. we want. We want. I've seen point guys view. pull up in Bugattis that got the butterfly doors and get out the car, and their attitude is trash, personalities trash, and I don't have time for that. I've seen people pull up in a beat up hoopty, but they're the most humble guys I've ever met. People that I'd actually want to spend time with, hang around with. So I'm like, that doesn't. She's only talking. She's talking about me, not somebody no, else. I'm... Yeah. Yeah, only you. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Just so you okay. don't get no misconceptions for the people out here. Oh my gosh. Yeah. She saw <laughs> anyway. me pull up in a hoop there at one point and she was like, you know what? He's a humble guy. I love him. That's exactly how <laughs> Yeah, that's exactly how it happened. You know. I even passed out when he looked at me because I just couldn't believe that he noticed me. Yeah, she had her head oh, on the bar top. It was interesting. <laughs> That was pretty interesting. I ain't gonna lie. I was like, get this one. Oh, Ruby. You know what I'm Nah, but, uh, and so I mean, I'll speak at it. I'll speak to it from my perspective then because I've definitely witnessed this. You know what I'm saying? Maybe more so from your angle because I'm like, you know, and and it could have, listen, and, you know, the girls at Boomer Jacks, that's, they, you know, that's, that, you know, they were young. A lot of them. A lot of them, you know what I'm saying? Like, they, I'm just saying, like, talking to most of them, there mm-hmm. was there was no depth to a lot of the conversations. And it wasn't, it's not every one of them, but it was a yeah. lot of them. You know, they were just young, they didn't have no daddies. And it wasn't that, that speaks to another, another um, thing is that uh, all of y'all got daddy issues, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I mean, can you speak to that to a certain degree? You know what I'm saying? Like being that you did have your father in the household, but it still wasn't like it wasn't like ideal. The dream. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So Um, I don't believe that all black women, but again, we're not speaking about all, but you know, not everybody has daddy issues. I'm just gonna start out with that. Why are you looking like that? <laughs> I'm trying not to make this top open up loudly so I can drink my water. Yeah, okay. Continue. Anyway, y'all, he was just giving me like a dirty look and go really try to play it off by drinking water. Anyway. I wasn't even looking at you, though. Yes, you were. You are side-eyeing me. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, come on. Um, yeah, um, another misconception is that a lot of black women have daddy issues and they tend to like brush those issues off on whatever men they may be dating at the time. Um, if daddy wasn't there and he left and never came back, then all of a sudden you get women who believe that whatever man it is that they're dating, all they're going to do is leave or all men are bad men because their dad grew up beating the mom or, you know, certain things like that. Now, luckily, I didn't grow up in a household like that. Me and my dad just didn't communicate the way that, like, I would have liked to. But, you know, growing up, it was it was still tough. But, I mean, we still, I still have my dad in my life. I didn't have any of those issues personally. But I was going to say more so even, or even to the aspect of dad's in the home, but he's always working. Yeah. Or he, or he doesn't communicate or he doesn't show affection. And it leaves, a, it ends up being a daddy issue because... What you don't give willingly, they'll go pursue. You know exactly. what I'm saying? Well, my daddy don't hug me. He don't kiss me. He don't tell me he loves me. He doesn't love me for free. So, you know, in a way, I got to pay, whether that's through giving up my body or, you know, over, like, just overdoing it. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? I, I mean, girls are naturally more nurturing and loving and things of that nature. And so you'll see some of those dynamics when, a girl go just break bread like 
two, three hundred dollars you spending on this dude for his birthday or for Valentine's Day or some stuff like that, and the, and the, the dude ain't really doing much, but she don't understand that she's doing it because deep down that's what she desires to receive. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So definitely, I think that that applies. Um, so what would you say are some things that you specifically dealt with? People who didn't know you, guys that didn't know you, like what they assumed about you. It could be based off of how you look or where you grew up or mm-hmm. how you dress. You know what I'm saying? Like what were some of the things that you grew up um, experiencing for yourself? Um, a lot of people or a lot of people like assumed that I like grew up in a household that had a ton of money coming in all the time or they assumed that I grew up like super like silver spoonish, super proper and always called me the white girl. That was why are you looking That's at not that? true. He said no, that's not true. <laughs> anyway <laughs> You see what I mean? But um, yeah, I was always called like the the Oreo black girl, and you know, growing up, I never understood what people meant by that until I got out of Grand Prairie a little bit, and I saw how other really how other, yeah how other black people were. And I was just like, dang, I don't act like that. That's what you were saying. Yeah, like I don't act like them, you know. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> let, me say, no, look, let me not say. Look, let me let me stop saying that because I'm like that's so. No, I don't segregate myself at all. But there was just like a lot of things that. You know, I grew up differently with... Like what? Like, give us an example. Like, um, okay. Quick little tangent, but not really a tangent. So, my mother's Jamaican. Um, in Jamaica, they don't have Thanksgiving. So, she, of course, when she came to America and she eventually moved down to Texas, that's whenever Thanksgiving became a thing for her. That's when she was, like, maybe 18, 19. And um, I guess when she hung, when she came down here, I'm not sure, but she had a lot of white friends or something. So she started calling, like, you know, dressing. She called it stuffing. So all my life, I grew up calling stuffing. it stuffing. And oh, I was like, that? <laughs> but that's all I knew because that's what my mom taught us. But that's all that she knew. So Kip, it was like nobody. Careful, let me tell you. <laughs> nobody you go to knew. The store. Stuffing is when you, like, cook it inside. Yeah, inside. The, yeah, and I was like, we don't that's do that. stuffing. It's and it wasn't until I got to, I want to say, high school that people were like, no, stuffing is for white people. And I was just like, no, I eat the same stuffing as y'all eat that's your Thanksgiving. And they had to, like, sit me down and explain to me that dressing and stuffing were two different things. So I've been eating dressing my whole life, but been calling it stuffing. Yeah, so <laughs> just little Stuffing come in a box, too. So it's yeah. like, you walk, man, black people walk right by it. They would be like. Yeah. And what's funny is my mom used to see the, the stuffing in the store. She, like, she used to oh. always walk by. No, she used to be like, no, we don't eat that. We eat the we we eat black stuffing. Black you know? stuffing. <laughs> and I was just like, I don't know. <laughs> we eat black stuffing. Black stuffing. <laughs> but no, seriously, just little things like that, like Mom terminology or, you know, just a lot of stuff that I didn't grow up like hearing. So getting into high school and being around like other black, black kids, because again, I went to like a pretty white high or middle school and elementary school. Just being around a lot of that just kind of opened up my eyes. And I was like, well, dang, maybe I was raised a little, a little proper. But one thing that I can't speak to, though, what is you knew, though, with Danny from the very, very beginning that she was not like the other girls in a good way. 
she was not like super thirsty or like putting herself off on people. You know what I'm saying? Like she always conducted herself in a in a respectable or respectful way. Now she had a mouth on her. Like she cussed <laughs> way more than I ever. I, I was like, you cuss like that? Like I was surprised. You know what I'm saying? But other than that, but other than that though, like she just you could tell that that wasn't lacking. She you you would be like, nah, that's not the type of girl that you mess over like that. You don't you don't mess around. You don't play over her like that. Like so that's a good thing. And you that so a man who you know used to being in them streets, Mm -hmm. they would look at her and be like, all right, if that's their motive, I can't mess with her. You gotta you gotta leave her alone. And you got to go find some of these other girls who trying to beat down your door if that's what you're looking for. Yeah. So, you know, that's that's one of the things. And that was one thing, too, that my dad, like, grew up teaching me. Even though we didn't, even though he was always working and he was, like, barely ever home and we didn't speak much, the one thing that he did always teach me was to value myself and other people will value me that way as well. So that's kind of where that. Right. And also simple things that make all the difference. Yeah. If you don't have nobody to ever tell you stuff, sometimes we assume that you know already. Yeah. It's like, ain't nobody ever, you ain't never told me that, bro. I'm supposed to know that. <laughs> what if they doing a class on that or something? You know what Not I'm saying? Not for real. But, but you know, it's it's, it's learning curves. And, and, and you know, uh, me and Maya are going to do one one day. You know what I'm saying? I would like to do one before the weekend is out. Just to kind of let y'all hear her thought process. Because she's sharp. You know what I'm talking about? She's sharp as a tacking, folk. But, um... Yeah, don't worry about it, cause she she gonna mess it up. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, so you know, just to kind of recap that, you know what I'm saying? Like some of the misconceptions are that you know black women have tons of daddy issues that they are gold diggers who quote unquote seek security. Um, that uh, what was the first one? The first one was angry that and that you are always angry and uh, then I was I feel like it was another one too after that hmm. yeah yeah we'll we'll look glossy on this one Kifo. but the fact still remains the same and so just to just to wrap it up I'll say this black women are amazing yes. um, you guys are hardworking, strong, enduring. Yes, very strong, mm-hmm. very determined. But but you have to be very careful because that will like if you if it's not channeled properly, it will push most men away. Yeah, and it's not an intimidation thing; it's a why bother thing. Because when you when you really truly don't value a man like you're supposed to, like somebody desires to value you then it just pushes them away. It makes them feel like you're not worth the struggle. You know what I'm saying? Because in any relationship, it's going to be a give and take. It's going to be a, you know, can I deal with whatever this person is bringing, the baggage that you're bringing to the table? You know what I'm saying? It could be your parents got divorced when you were young and you struggle with that. Or, you know, you were raped or... You know, you grew up and your teeth was too tiny or something. <laughs> like, <laughs> so, so, but it's so real though. It's random, but it's real. You, you know, I know this girl, her teeth, she has some, 
She had the good turtles doing. Eddie Murphy TV. Yeah, right, right, right. Was that um, church this um, past Sunday? Uh-uh. Nah, this ain't good. <laughs> nah. No, no. We're not doing that one. <laughs> Say that. But, uh... Maya is tripping on her. But no, but I'll say you are amazing. You are a work of art. There's nobody on the planet like you. But you have to value you just like you desire to be valued. And you have to be able to vet. You have to, you you have a, a strong, what's the word I'm trying to say? Or the saying I'm trying to say. You have a tough task because you have to vet a man, but also be able at the same time to allow him to see enough of you to value the process that it's going to take to earn your heart. And that's not easy. You know what I'm saying? Because potential is like, don't get so caught up on potential. Yeah. Potential, untapped potential don't mean nothing. A man could have all the potential in the world. If he ain't really working towards something, he's going to waste your time. And so, you know, it's, it's, it's really actually more to this and, and it's a, it's really a part two to this that's you know the steps and how to mature from mature from the, your past and be able to know when a man is about something and when he's not but I'll just end it by saying like once again you are amazing you deserve what you you know you deserve what you're working for but you also have to be able to put yourself in a position to allow a man to step into their proper role and when he does you won't have to kill yourself yeah, to achieve less stressful you know what i'm saying and i think that's the thing like most women get so used to grinding and working and making it happen that they don't realize that you ain't even designed to do that number one and once you allow somebody to step into their proper role your life will become so much simpler and easier and you can then operate in the way that you were designed. A lot of women even be like, well, I don't want no kids and I'm just never I'm trying to do this and do that. Find, find the right man and he'd step into his role. And then all of a sudden you like, and obviously we're talking about, you know, hopefully in the spectrum of being married. But, mm-hmm. you know, y'all step into y'all proper roles. And then all of a sudden, well, yeah, I wouldn't mind having two, three. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. so you just have to, you know what I'm saying? Like. Just open yourself up, like mature yourself and, and, and get right with the Lord. You know what I'm talking about? And, and everything will come together. So we're going to go into our final break. And when we come back, we're going to uh, get into the momentous moment, you know. And for those of you who don't know what that is, we may, um, we may you know, recap or we may go into a completely different um uh, point of view or topic to end the show with, but nonetheless, we will be back in two and two. Peace. Yeah, y'all. We back. <laughs> ah, we're back, and we get into the meat of that thing. You know what I'm uh, So, we got the sisters on on the main line. You know what I'm talking about? For this one, we got Jesus on the main line every day. You know what I'm but for this one, Jesus is gonna say, "Come on, my sisters, let's talk." That's not how. He, I mean, I don't know. How does Jesus talks. talk? I don't know. But yeah. it's not like that. What a failure of a statement. <laughs> but yeah, so we get into the misconception of the black woman. I think, even for Maya, I think it'd be it would be good to kind of see if I mean she may not have any input, but 
even at this age, opinions are being formed of her and her demeanor and how she acts and walks and talks. You know what I'm saying? And so it may be something that she becomes more aware of or that she's already aware of. But something that Chris said to me last week and us kind of discussing over text, uh, you know, some of the talking points that I talked about last week, he said, you know, as a black man, I'm not allowed to have a bad day because it could be interpreted so harshly or I could come off as aggressive or, you know, overly agitated and it could create a problem for somebody around me. You know what I'm saying? Not from me, but from them, their perception of me. And so I think the same things very much do apply to to the black women. So I would first say, open the floor up and say, well, and ask what are some general misconceptions that we believe are applied to the black woman in today's society? Um, well, number one is going to be that we're always angry. Um, that's not the case. I feel like just kind of going along the same lines as what your friend was saying, like we have to be very delicate with how we, how we move when we're out doing things. Um, we can't act like we're agitated or all of a sudden we're the angry black woman or we can't let certain things get to us. Whereas with other races, not saying that everybody else like, you know, doesn't deal with the same thing sometimes, but with us, it's like, um, we get picked at so much for like every little bitty thing. And it's like the moment that we react to it, all of a sudden we're just looked at as like this angry person. And it just, it just turned into a whole different thing. So, so when you'll note, you'll notice Danny, she'll, she'll kind of talk herself into a little corner and then she'll be like, was that not, did that not answer your question? No, it did. But so at the end, you kind of tailed off of me. <laughs> he was like, yeah, so that's kind of the mm-hmm. thing. But Next I'll say this. I'll say this. I want to say it's a 60-40 split. I think 60% of black women are angry black women, and the other 40 aren't. I, I see them too much. I watch them on social media. I've lived with them. I, this, is, this is all facts. And I, I'm not even saying that some of it is unwarranted, but it's, it's, it's true. You see how they treat their kids. They be snatching them and cussing them and beating them. Not for real. Y'all got to stop. And they don't got no man. And, and they, they be angry about that, yo. Or somebody done left them. So, I, you know, I, I ain't. It's, and and I, when I was talking to, to Cole B, I told her, I said, it's not that it's every black woman is an angry black woman. Because that's not true. But a lot of y'all are. That's all I'm going to say. What, what's, a, what's another misconception? That you believe is placed upon, and this is not you specifically. We're yeah. talking about generally. Yeah, I'm black trying to women. think of like general because I'm like that anger one is like really the main one. Okay, what about like y'all aren't submissive? Like, can't nobody tell y'all what to do? You don't answer to no man. Yeah, that just comes from a point of independence. I believe in every woman, but I feel like black women kind of show that off a little bit more than other races. Um, to be honest, I don't know what that's about, but um, yeah, that is pretty common where they don't need no man or they can do it by themselves. But a lot of that also comes from like moms who are like forced to raise kids by themselves because of guys, whoever, black, white, whatever, leave and um, they feel like they have to handle it by themselves or watching their parents grow or watching their mother, mother grow up, um, raising them by herself. So that brings the whole, you know, I don't need a man. I see my mom do it so I can do it by myself, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it comes from two things. 
if we really thought about it and we've talked about it before. Number one, it comes from Eve. Um, her actions in the garden very much were she took the lead type situation. Mm-hmm. And that's why as you know, God brought down the punishment, he said, now you will be you you will be you will have to answer to your husband. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like cuz I don't think it was like that at first. It wasn't what I think it was more of a free-flowing type of situation. I don't know, I can't speak for God, but the word made an emphasis or a point of emphasis to say, now you shall be subjective yeah. to your husband. You know what I'm saying? And then number 2, I think it's if you look at every other culture, literally almost every other culture it's a patriarchal society, mm-hmm. meaning that the fathers were the leaders. Yeah. When you speak to the black society, you speak to matriarchal society. Like the the women were the have grown number one to really be the providers and the sustainers, which they are. I mean, listen, if you got a black man and a black woman in the household, it's pretty powerful. Yeah. But you know. A lot of men in the black culture, like especially like what was it like the fifties and sixties, how it used to work was women never worked, right? Mm-hmm. They men would go play off and do what they did. Women would keep their money on the side, you know what I'm saying? And that's just how they rolled, but they stayed together. Mm-hmm. So mama had money under the mattress and he had about two, three outside kids. That's what it was, but they stayed together. This is key. It don't mean it was right for neither one of them. Yeah. But it was but that's that but they stayed together. As time went on, they start men started leaving their wives and it forced them to go into manual labor. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you had the woman, she was cooking, she was cleaning, she was taking care of the children. Exactly. Specifically, the men were working. So they were both dealing with two different types of stresses, one to provide and one to sustain. You know what I'm saying? And when the man left, now the woman had to literally focus on everything. So now we got to cut corners. So now the man, so now the woman got to got to find a way to make meals quicker. She got to find a way to keep the house clean. So now the kids are getting more responsibility. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So now they ain't cooking as much. Stuff started falling by the wayside. So the the black woman specifically has dealt with a lot over the last 40 to 50 years. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I could acknowledge that. Um but and what was the, what was the, what was we what was the point again? Cuz I went on a I went on a deep I went on a deep <laughs> really dive, Kim. No, you were saying that another um misconception about Oh, not submitting. So yeah. as as time evolves, now they're gaining their independence. Now black women are more educated than the average man. Mm-hmm. Um, now they don't, they've grown to, to live without them so much that they don't feel like they need them. Yeah. Now the rea- that's not the reality. We need each other. We cannot really make it work the way that it needs to work without each other. And so they just, I think that it's just been so ingrained in us you know, for men, for men to leave, even though um, I can't get it out. Statistics will show that black men are one of the most committed to their family and their children than a lot of other races. But the stigma is that they aren't. But what in, so but what's ended up happening is these black women are so used to being independent and doing their own thing and providing and 
and taking care of the kids that they they like you if you don't bring nothing to the table yeah then what am i submitting to you know what i'm exactly. saying and so that i mean but the, i believe that has its pros and its cons though because yes you should want that man to get up and get out and get something but everybody's dynamics is different he deserves that respect regardless of if he is or not that's the only way we think that I differ like but most women can't handle that control or that power of being able to create that the dollar amount that sustains them and then also still false you know false objective or be submissive unto a husband yeah so I mean that's my th- I mean do you I mean do you see anything different or I mean no I mean I kind of I agree with what you're saying. Like, you know, if she's already bringing all of this stuff to the table, then what does she need a man for? You know what I mean? But at the end of the day, yeah, they do need each other. I'm pretty much just reiterating what you said. Are you you saying that, but are you saying that, are you saying no, if that's the case, she doesn't need a man? Or are you saying that's what you believe they really think? You know what I'm saying? Like, are you saying from an outside perspective that... Mm -hmm that's the way that they feel that that the reason that they feel that way is because they provide or are you saying yeah if they're not doing that i don't need them i mean i feel like if a man can't bring the same amount to the table that that she wouldn't need him does that make sense no if he i think you're being too general now like i'm 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 asking you to be like apply it to me and you i'm saying are you saying like okay if you stop working tomorrow if i stop working tomorrow and you were responsible for taking care of everything, and I wasn't working for whatever the reason, you wouldn't have a need for me? That's what I'm asking. Oh, okay. Well, then, yeah. Well, no, I would still have a need for you. Like, you, you'd you be doing something. You know, whether that's you staying at home cleaning the house or something, you ain't just about to be bumming around. But, I mean, honestly, like, if a man's supposed to provide it, I'm already providing what, what I need you for. That's to be kinda... a priest, to be a protector? And see, I guess most women don't look at all that. I mean, that's I'm like it's still basic essentials, you know what I'm saying? But I mean, I get what you're saying, but it's like, yeah, I don't know. I just, I think, but I, but I will say this: it's easier said than done. Yeah. Because I think for the average man, it's easy to feel like, you know, when it comes to decision making. Well, if you ain't bringing it to the table, then you're just gonna accept what I say or what I want. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Yeah. I've heard plenty of people say that. Actually, I got a coworker who was like pretty much saying that, and I was like, "Bro, you can't be like that." And he was like, "Bro, I pay this, I do that." And I'm like, "Yeah, but she's still a value. Like, you ain't at home taking care of that baby all day." Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, and it's a partnership, regardless. Like, in almost in any partnership in the world, no, it's it's never a fifty fifty split. Yeah, it's it's a give and a take. So it could be 70, 30, 80, 20. Like it just depends on the dynamics. And when we made that vow before God to come together, like you you say better or worse, rich or poor, it's it's just too many dynamics mm-hmm. to just, you know what I'm saying? For a man to feel like, well, since you're not providing, you, you don't have a say so or for, you know, whatever or vice versa. If it was for a woman, it's as you know what I'm saying? But I think that's why. You definitely should have a job and have many hustles, like the pastor going to say, have crackhead hustle. Yeah. You need to be out there trying to make a way. Because most women will respect a man and see the potential in him as long as he is doing something. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? And so that's why I think that a black woman in particular gets a bad rap because 
I, I didn't, I mean, I had, I mean, when I first, me and you first started talking, I was at Boomer Jacks. I wasn't making no Buku cash. I still yeah, ain't making you, no Buku cash. But you cash, were Ubering too, though. It wasn't like you were I just relying on that. Exactly. So you, so so that's you could what was see that. But... that. Yeah, exactly. So, and I had dreams and ambitions and yeah. goals. And so, that's just a word to the fellas, like, be doing something. Yeah. You know, a woman, I, I, a lot of times I don't think a woman would trip about making more money as long as you're bringing something to the table. That's it. They just yeah. they just want to know that you're willing to do whatever. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so, let's go one more. What's one more misconception of a black woman um, that, that you guys deal with in this society on a regular basis? Yeah, Yay! Yeah, man. So um, we're back for the second time because the stupid momentous moment didn't pop up this the first time, even though I typed it in and everything, you know, maybe I deleted it somehow. I don't know. But I will say this. Thank you uh, for anybody who has been listening this long. You are a dedicated and valued listener and you are much appreciated. Uh, I wanted to end it this week by saying don't be driven by fear. It's false evidence appearing real. Um, you know, some people even have the, uh, the the acronym of face everything and rise or forget everything and run. So meaning that you have options. You know, you can face it and you can deal with it head on or you can run away from whatever you're trying to accomplish or achieve in life or, you know, succumbing to the pressures that are, you know, are going on around you on a weekly basis. But whatever that is that you're dealing with, I just encourage you to get a relationship with God. Um, let that be the, the foundation and the basis by which you live. And, you know, just, you know, realize that there's hope, you know, at the in the midst of everything that's going on around us, the, the things that people are trying to use against us to you know, breed fear into our lives and pass that down uh, generationally, you know, don't do that. You know, let's find purpose in who we are and what we've been put on earth to do. And uh, you'll be able to enjoy this life. So, you know, just to bring everything to a close, you know, I I love you guys. If you want to communicate with me, like I said before, you can hit the Anchor app you know, and leave me a voice message. You can email me at elevatedsense87 at gmail.com. You can definitely subscribe on Apple Music, I mean, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. And those would be multiple ways that you can communicate with me, you know, and be up to date or abreast to what is going on weekly whenever I drop. This is definitely the late edition you know what I'm saying? And, uh, you know, prayerfully next week, I'll be right back on track with the way that I post. So as I say, when I uh, finish all my podcasts, life is hard enough. So I'm just living and elevated until next week. Peace.